This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Returning to Valakai from the Wizard's Mansion, our heroes found the town raised. Not Peter Baelish adopted a monkey and claimed the icon of Ravenloft. Alan discovered a Burgomaster's ghost, and Quinny saved the group from a scarecrow ambush before Reginald was given the Sun Scythe. What will our heroes do now they've received an invitation from the Strahds? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. You find yourselves sitting in the black carriage of Strahd von Zarevich alongside Xanthus. <laughs> um, this fucking guy. <laughs> you sit in charged silence, uh, having read uh, Strahd's invitation, which was extraordinarily polite. Um, and... Uh, formal in a in a perhaps a vaguely unsettling way uh it read um my friends know that it is i who have brought you to this land my home and know that i alone can release you from it i bid you dine at my castle so that we can meet in civilized surroundings your passage here will be a safe one i await your arrival your host strad von zarevich and then there's a bracket and the letter s and another bracket can kind of sense there's like it's like uh the static charge that you build up when you like rub a balloon on your head but like just over my entire body um so xanthus is uh nervously uh flipping the invitation over and over in his hands um why are you uh, nervous um well ma'am having uh a... why are you called ma'am it's yes. not it's not oh, having a Xanthus. It's a wizard look at you like that. Sorry, did you say not your Xanthus? How many of you are there? Are you? Is your name Xanthus? Uh, it is. Uh, there are less of us by the day. Um, yeah. If he continues to work his will, did you meet the the, the other one, the scary one? Yeah. 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 She I'm sort of has a problem with same one. Xanthus Prime. If we want to go with that term. Ah, uh, yes. The uh, mm. the one who seeks to become the singularity, right? Wait, prove you're not him. I'm scared right now. Roll an insight check. Not 20. (laughs) He is legitimately very scared right now. All right, but I just do like the, my eyes watching you. Whatever you say, (laughs) history. Um, I I understand your your trepidation and your rage. Um, He, uh... He came for me as well. 
Um, he is uh, killing, I guess, copies. Um, he is insane enough to believe that if he does it, he will become the one, uh, the singularity. Um, I took the only escape I could find, which was here. It is not a great place, but it does keep me safe from Xanthus. You're safe from Xanthus here? Uh, yes, from, well, I mean, it's awkward because that's me, but uh, yes, the... Uh, from Call him uh, Killer Xanthus? Sure, from Killer Xanthus. Um, he, uh, even he dares not challenge uh, the Strahds. It's interesting. They, they've achieved what he is attempting to achieve in an entirely different way. Um, it is... They seem to be cooperating. Yes, yes. And un- unlike uh, Killer Xanthus going around uh, murdering, you know, all of us, uh, the Strahds have, have chosen to work together. Do you find that your strength is increasing as he kills more of you? Uh, No, no. There's a ritual to it. It involves a lot of heart eating. Uh, It's not really my jam. Right. Okay, perfect. So if we... If we kill a bunch of Strahds, it won't make the other Strahds stronger. They have to eat no, each other's hearts. No, no, they've, uh, they, uh, the, the, the master, he tried that once or twice, uh, when the first few arrived, but, uh, after he realized that, uh, he didn't have the entire ritual and I sure as shit wasn't going to tell him, so. I'll bet Strahd doesn't really have a heart either. Also a tremendous oh, problem. Yeah. Well, actually, um, and he, um, you notice that his, his lips grow, um, tight. And his eyes kind of go wide. And um, Alan, um, you're carrying the Tome of Strahd, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, his eyes kind of like knowingly look to the Tome. And then he kind of raises his eyebrows. Uh, yeah, what about it? His lips are pulled tight and he just nods at the book. I think you might need to read more of that book, and he's only allowed to say so much. Um, he raises like a, a knowing eyebrow to Reginald. But yeah, what I'm could he possibly be hexes. trying to say? I open it, just start flipping through. <laughs> um, as you open it, the book falls immediately open to a chapter called "My Heart." Uh, and after several pictures of Bryn, um, there is a description God. of um, a ritual. Um, that Strahd undertook. Um, he, knowing that um, more of him were arriving by the day and that some of them might uh, have the same designs on him that he had on the first few who arrived, uh, it would seem that um, Strahd Prime, um, part of the reason he's been able to kind of have more power over these others, um, was he actually moved, removed his heart entirely um, mm-hmm. and has built it into the castle, which has become a living thing. Um, oh, so oh, no. located um, at uh, sort of the, the height of the castle and the tallest tower uh, is the location of Strahd's heart. And from the sounds of things, um, he will be unstoppable as long as it can continue to take damage for him. Well, friends, that's the place he can't escape from. The building he can't move his heart out of. Yep. Um, Xanthus uh, kind of gives you like a close... Um, and then you see him kind of like, almost like working, just working his jaw, um, back out a little bit. And, uh, he says, uh, yes, um, certainly, um, Master Straw does, does enjoy his residence. Um, you should, uh, ask him for a tour. I'm sure you would be particularly excited to, uh, to see his tomb. Oh yeah. It's the coffin thing. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I, I, I think it's, right. it's a list 
of things now, right? It's one or the other won't do from what I'm gathering here. Yeah, we got to kill him during the day in his coffin and burn down the castle. It's going to be complicated. There's a lot of them. You're cool with us discussing this, right? <laughs> um, Xanthus merely Xanthus. says, uh, I, was, I was told to extend all courtesies uh, to Master Strahd's guests. So this would seem to be such a courtesy. So why does he want to have dinner with us? Would uh, seem you've caused uh, quite a kerfuffle uh, around Barovia. And um, also, <clears throat> and he reaches inside his jacket and he pulls out two additional invitations and he hands one to Quinny and one to not Pete. What the, what the hell is this for? From my lord ninja and my lord Hawaiian, respectively. What? <laughs> and I open the invitation. Um, and uh, it uh, in uh, kanji says that you can mystically read, um, I can't wait to dance with you tonight. And then there's just like a, a, a sketch of a moon and then like two crudely drawn stick figures dancing <laughs> under the moon. Um, uh, not Pete opens his uh, invitation. Um and uh, it uh, uh, the 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 petals of a lay fall out into your lap, um, and uh, it uh, <laughs> just says, "You make my heart do a luau." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, and like, but with a huge mm. smile, I'm just like, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, massive so I think- smile though, yeah. like so. <laughs> Seeing one upset and the other excited, Reginald sitting in the middle, who's like a little too big to really share a carriage bench, but they're on either side of him. Like he's just somehow got the middle seat as the biggest guy. And he's still extra potent large because that doesn't go away unless he wills it uh, or rests. He's going to be like, all right, I don't think either of you two should bunk solo tonight. So, Quinny, I think you and I are going to share a room. And Alan, you should share a room with uh, Horny McGee over here. Hey. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the uh, the carriage um, pulls up to uh, yet another um, drawbridge. This one is down, um, and you've kind of been winding up uh, towards um, Castle Ravenloft. Um, This one, however, Quinny, you kind of um, squint against it, and uh, you can see this one is fully illusionary, um, but the carriage seems to be able to pass over it. Um, without difficulty. You get the sense if you had approached on foot, you would have fallen. Um, oh. And uh, Xanthus just says, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend looking down. Uh, it is quite a quite a drop. Can I? Uh, you look down. It is quite a drop. <laughs> I wasn't lying. Not Pete looks over to you, like, tries to whistle, but can't. Like, he's like, <laughs> you just hear woo, 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 and then fuck you fuck you fuck you <laughs> back up um and then uh sure is shooting you pull up to the famed gates of uh castle ravenloft that i am currently trying to open on my ipad that is not cooperating with me uh tom Yes, Knowing sir. demonic conference calls exists, are, is it possible for 
uh, Reginald to give Quinny a quick call? Uh, no, unfortunately, um, Baba Yaga needs to initiate it. Um, cool. She's the owner of the conference line. Yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. Uh, she paid for the full year membership and everything. <laughs> um, but Reginald, I will say, given that your packed blade is kind of attuned to the same energy, I feel like if the two of you, like if the two of you lay a hand on either of your packed blades, you can speak through it mentally. It's like a backdoor into the conference line. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because uh, I can randomly just have it pop up. It doesn't do anything unless I launch it. Uh, I'll just like, you know, do a nice big stretch over to one side of him and then just tap him on the shoulder with the bottom of like the pommel of the, <laughs> the like plate on the side. shrinking away from it. Like, what is yeah. this? And then you, <laughs> you just hear like Reginald's custom ringtone. Which just sounds like a, a horse approaching with like a jangle, and then you just hear it pull up, and it goes, "Hey!" Uh, and it'll just keep doing it until you answer. What? That is some A plus Bojack Horseman ringtone bullshit, sir. And I'm here for it. Alrighty, so it seems like you guys really have a problem with this uh, Xanthus guy, and this Xanthus here is clearly. Uh, maybe on the side of good, but stuck on the side of evil right now. However, if Xanthus is trying to kill all the Xanthuses, you kind of need to convince Alan that we need to keep this one alive and protect it with us. I don't know if she needs convincing, but I'll, I'll mention it. I think, she, I, like, I trust Alan. I think she fully understands that this Xanthus is completely innocent and is not deserving of any of her wrath or anything like that. Cool. I mean, having had a discussion with Alan over the last two days and knowing that she was away for several years in a much worse world, uh, Alan's only obsession right now is with killing all assholes or anyone who tries to make anyone do things. And this Xanthus, she will be very suspectful of. And Alan's response to things when threatened is horrific, overpowering violence. Uh, This Xanthus is very squishy. Just a thought. You've got a lot of faith in people, and that's pretty high risk currently. Because you don't actually know these people that well. Then I'll just say out loud, uh, hey, I'm just thinking out loud here. But, you know, if Xanthus gets stronger every time one of them dies, even though there's a ritual involved, uh, like when he like looks at Reginald, like he would need to do the ritual to get stronger from the death of Xanthus. It seems like it would be a bad call to just kill this guy. He seems like he's just kind of... His eyes go wide and he's like, oh, hey, hey. Um... Who... <laughs> Who we, is talking about killing him? Yeah, who is talking about killing me? Is that what you were doing with, with your, I believe that's a packed blade? I don't know what yep. you're talking about. There's just like no blade out of his hand anymore. He's like, I was just stretching. You guys are yep. weird. No, it was just me thinking about it. Just I'm, I'm a, a bloodthirsty murder <laughs> uh, child. So, you know, I can't help it sometimes. Just thinking about death and killing. I'll Sir, go killing again. I will have you know. That when I was handed Hawaiian Strahd's invitation for Mr. Not Peter Baelish, it was originally packed with pineapple circles, which I removed, knowing that they would soak through the invitation, thus render it useless, that I've been carrying in my breast pocket to save her the hassle, him the hassle, for quite some time. It is most unpleasant, and I've done it out of consideration for someone I've never met who's now talking about killing me. Oh, man. Consummate professional. Well, I'm convinced, and I'm sure everyone else in the carriage who is even more convinced than I was, because I'm the skeptic who thought about killing you. So, On that note, Mr. Baelish, would you like the pineapple circles? 
rings, if you will. I mean, I don't want to ruin my dinner, but yeah, I've always got room for pie. He wanted to put them in the invitation? He did. His um, excitement about the uh, luau pun was a little bit overwhelming, I suspect. He's never been one of the scariest strods. Quinny, like, leans forward across Reginald and just whispers kind of too loudly to to not be like, Dude, your crush is an idiot. <laughs> no, he's not an idiot. I mean, uh, I would qualify you. him perhaps as an idiot, uh, particularly compared to some of the others, but a very nice man. He was going to mail you fruit slices. But he has a good heart. He does a hell of a hula. Oh, and like, again, with a huge smile, I'm just like, I hate that so much. <laughs> as, as Not Pete takes the pineapple. Like, clearly, like, for everything that, like, Not Pete had said to, like, Isabella, everything they worked through, him kind of, like, trying to work through his own issues, just, like, that really, like, the blinders are on for Not Pete right now, like, very clearly. Hmm. And Will, you know, just says, like, and besides, who 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 among us hasn't you know done a done a goof like say, you know, mailing trying to mail pineapple to someone or sending uh, all of your friends and tribe that you live and work with uh, to die and then to eventually become the army for your most feared and hated enemy. I mean, yep. who who among us? That's that's right. Talk yourself through it. You're getting there. He's <laughs> like, yep, yeah. follow, follow it up. <laughs> and then not Pete is, who's like, just kind of like, you can see like twisting the invitation a little bit in his hand, but then makes the decision to put it out of his mind and just takes the pineapple. It's like, you know what? Maybe he thought they were candied, right? And then it wouldn't have soaked through. This, oh, that is, that is acidic. And um, <laughs> looking at the... Three people surrounding him, the sociopathic murderous wizard, the dismissive, rude, cares about no one assassin, and the man who has fallen in love just because someone's handsome, even though they committed genocide against his people. <laughs> Reginald feels a creeping horror inside his heart <laughs> when he realizes he's the only hero present in a traditional sense, like of these four people, he is both the moral center and the hero and that is a dark realization for him going into a castle full of vampire clones. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot.
Hi, friends. It's me, Butthole. And I'm here to talk to you about how you can join some kind of Discord thing where you can talk with me and with Queenie and with Alan and with all of the other friends. There are even like Prince Mudbutts there and a bunch of other people. All you have to do is apparently become a patron of our ear plays for one dollar. If you just do it one time, I mean, you should do more. Everyone's got a chip in at the fortress, but if you just do that one time, then you get to join a patron only exclusive Discord forever, plus you get pre-session chats and DM chats at the end of every arc of some show called Dum Dums and Dragons. They tell me it's related to me somehow, but I'm not really sure. So, patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And if you pay that dollar to join that Discord, you get a chance for me to say hello, new friend, to you. Um, meanwhile, um, Giorgio is, uh, sitting there eating part of the, um, the pineapple ring that fell. And, uh, he's just thinking, everyone I ever knew died and burned in that village. And the Burgermaster's reign of terror over me has finally ended. Now Giorgio can become the monkey he was always meant to be. Nom, 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 nom. First, I will hurt a Gertie. Then I will hero Gertie. Nom, 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 nom. And then he just looks up and he's like, Wah! <laughs> Jesus. Oh, and Reginald will just pick up Donkey Jr., who's also too large, and put him on his lap and just start petting him. And it's like shoving Donkeys in this Peter Baelish and Quinny back and forth. Oh, I'm not leaving him behind, you Fuck. weird psychopath. Um, yeah, uh, Xanthus just kind of shakes his head and he's like, uh, yes, I would be inclined to agree with Mr. Tingler. Um, leaving a sweet support donkey uh, out in the wilderness of Barovia is a terrible idea. Once you've met a were donkey, you will understand why I live in fear. Suddenly, like, all of my glaring at Xanthus has been, like, darting my head around, like, these moving donkey legs, just like, I'm watching you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so um, the carriage pulls up to Castle Ravenloft. Uh, Castle Ravenloft is a massive structure, um, and you can tell that it was built on top of an even more ancient structure. It's kind of one of those uh, towers. Um, it's got sort of a massive uh, central building, and then you can see a, a large sort of circular tower that, based on the book you've been reading, um, the Tome of Strahd, would clearly be where the heart would likely be. Um, mm-hmm. There is a sort of a massive parapet surrounding it, and um, it looks just like truly, truly impressive. So impressive that if someone wrote about it in the second edition of D&D, everyone would just keep wanting to make the adventure over and over and over again because it's so much fucking fun. Um, so uh, the as you approach, um, we are talking full Transylvania scene, dark clouds, lightning that seems to be structured almost purely over the castle itself. And as you kind of look back the way you came, um, all of Barovia seems to be just covered in this mist that you seem to have risen above. Um, but it almost feels like all of its, you know, it's not illusionary, but um, in a way, Barovia is the moat around Castle Ravenloft. And I think for the first time, you kind of recognize that all the the horrors and monsters and everything else that are that are loose in that country almost exist purely to protect this castle you now approach. Um, the gates are open, um, obviously, since you're expected. 
Um, there are flickering torches and not Pete, just as the carriage kind of pulls up to the entrance, um, you think you see a couple of Astani um, from your uh, squadron kind of um, walk around a corner carrying barrels. Um, it's unsettling, uh, but in the beginning of Half-Life way where you can't really do anything about it. Um, Xanthus opens the door for you and like puts down the tiny carriage stairs um, and then just kind of like extends his arms for Donkey Jr. Aww. Yeah, we'll allow it. He seems nice. May I take your donkey, sir? <laughs> I mean, that's up to the donkey. And I looked at Donkey Jr. And um, Donkey Jr. kind of like um, like readjusts himself a little bit, but he's got that goofy donkey grin that's on all the Jack Astor's merch. And he's just like, he snarf. Oh, go ahead, my friend. And he just raises his arms, accidentally shoving both Quinny and not Pete back into their seats. And Donkey Jr. just launches it onto Xanthus. There's just a a slow motion moment of hello, darkness, my old friend, as Donkey (laughs) Jr. Just like arms and legs flailing like the Nirvana baby. He's just soaring towards Xanthus, who just kind of looks up uh, with a very kiff from Futurama like, Uh, and then the donkey just fucking flattens him, just knocks him oh. right the fuck down. Okay, good. I was getting really worried that I'd forgotten what size donkeys were. Like, we're just handing these farm animals back and forth. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, it knocks him right down. Jesus. Um, admittedly, like Donkey Junior is a miniature donkey, um, but still like big enough to ride, but small enough that it's hilarious. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, still more more donkey than uh, a non. <laughs> jacked up serial killer psychopath Xanthus can hold. Um, and uh, you see um, Donkey Jr. actually levitate up off of um, uh, Xanthus and you see him kind of just like crawl out from underneath um, and then he kind of lowers his hands and Donkey Jr. reaches the ground um, and uh, he flicks his wrist and uh, the tensor's floating disc that he had summoned flies back uh, into his hand and rematerializes into the gold serving tray. Uh, that's really cool. Oh, fun. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he seems to just kind of put it behind his back and it disappears um, and he says, uh, no, please, if you will follow me, uh, Master Strahd is awaiting you, as is his queen. Um, as uh, not Pete, like, uh, steps out of the carriage and walks, he kind of, like, looks over his shoulder at where he saw those Vistani and then looks back down at the invitation and, like, the, the lay petals in his hand. And it's just, he kind of sighs a little bit, um, the indecision clearly written over his face, but then presses on. And mm. it was a real moment of potential character development. <laughs> nice. I love to wave at those as they drive past. Um, so as you step into um, the uh, the entryway to Castle Ravenloft, um, it is stunningly well built. Um, uh, big stone colonnades around you, um, sort of um, a, a majestic red carpet that leads deeper in, a massive closed wooden doors on which are, are etched, um, flowers and vines and uh, just a, truly a, a work of tremendous craftsmanship. Um, there are massive iron torches um, affixed to the, sort of all four corners and um, the stone um, columns kind of in each corner uh, rise up into um, sort of out of the top of them becomes a massive curled uh, dragon um, sort of sculpture um, that are all kind of looking down directly into the center of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, there are side doors off either side. And uh, Xanthus says, uh, yes, uh, if, if you'll follow me, we'll uh, enter through the, the main entranceway. 
Um, and then you hear a loud, like, um, plastic slapping noise. Like, ah, and you look, and um, you see uh, a striking figure with beautiful cheekbones and an incredible face um, that is mostly hidden uh, behind a scuba mask in a full scuba suit and um, flippers. And he just goes, oh, shit, the guests are here. Um, and he, uh, he like, looks around in a panic um, and just, like, sticks his snorkel back in and just, like, fucking runs. Um, and uh, Xanthus, again, has a full kiff, like, oh, he says, um... You'll have to excuse Scuba Strahd. He is um, truly one of the least of us. Wait, this way. so just just to be clear, there's a Hawaii Strahd and a Scuba Strahd, and they're different Strahds. Mr. Not Peter Baelish, I will tell you I was equally confused by this, uh, but yes, they are different Strahds, and they fucking hate each other. <laughs> How many strods are there? Like, if you had to ballpark it for us. Um, he, uh, he kind of um, shakes his head and says, uh, I, I'm afraid I haven't been here long enough to be able to tell you. I've been secreted away from time to time, but uh, I, I can guarantee you there are at least six. Okay. I'll take that. Like, um, scuba and Hawaii were two of the most important aspects of Strahd's personality. Like, that's not, that's he, 33% of the theoretical total Strahd's. Like, one-third so, of him is on vacation or underwater. Which one did we kill? Well, you killed Arctic Strahd. Arctic Strahd, yes. Mm-hmm. Should have asked some questions about the Northwest Passage. Anyway, that's for, that's for me. Well, now you'll never discover it. And if you do, there might be monsters on the ice. Who knows? <laughs> um, Seems like he's really a coastal guy overall. I mean, frozen underwater, on vacation. Feels like mm, Nova Scotia, maybe. (laughs) Um, From what you know of 2099, at least, Alan, um, Mm -hmm. it it would seem more likely that just, like, Scuba Strahd is likely from an underwater world. Um, Arctic Strahd is probably from some kind of ice world. And that's certainly what you you saw, uh, Reginald, when you... um, used your fucking weird site on the bones. Um, so it's probably less just an activity they like and more just that's what their world is, which 100% means there is a Hawaiian world. Um, there's, al- is, there's also uh, like, like maybe a straw wielding like laser weapons. That's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most importantly, there is a world that's completely underwater and the people who live there are not... Um, have not adapted to it at all. Like somehow, like scuba gear still has to exist. Like, well, Kevin Costner hasn't found the way uh, yet on the girl's back yet. map. So, you know. Somewhere it's... there's an all Borat bathing suit, Strahd world. Somewhere there's everyone. <laughs> I gotta is tell you, that world is and Austin Powers very world. nice. He's in search of Tatiana. He's constantly like, my wife. <laughs> All other strads are just like little girls. It works. It it really it this this all tracks. This is canon now. You realize that, right? Uh, dear wizards of the coast, boy, if I got news for you, your story's real problematic. <laughs> Fix some things. Also, Borat Strad. Yeah. <laughs> Hire <they're>, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Give me money. So you're um, you're brought uh, through into kind of the uh, sort of out of the foyer into um, a massive greeting hall. Um, it is a uh, sort of a, a long hallway, more columns, and um, uh, sort of a grand staircase up either side. 
uh, leading to an upper landing where there's just a fucking massive, massive picture of um, Tatiana um, and uh, Quinny and Alan looking at this like this is creepily similar to Bryn. Um, mm-hmm. And um, you notice. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of what you get. Um, there's also um, gargoyles perched. Um, kind of Fucking at every gargoyles. every corner of, of this room um, and kind of along. There's about eight um, all looking down. Xanthus sees you clock them and just says, um, word of the wise, uh, if you come back through here without me, bring a hammer. Um, and then he um, guides you um, sort of uh, around the side of the stairs into a dining hall. Um, and you are immediately hit with um, organ music. Just like full blown, just having at it, organ music. Um, Kat, what is the song that's being played? Um, the song is obviously it's the song by the National. Like this place is so fucking like hipster goth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was gonna uh, say it's them or Imagine Dragons. Oh yes, yes. Oh no, you know what it is? It's a mashup. It's a mashup oh. of the national. Imagine the national. Don't, don't do this the to the national, yeah. please. Yeah. Imagine national. National dragons. Uh. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah. This track is truly radioactive. Um, <sighs> as you, uh, so you enter radioactive, Karen, and uh, <laughs> you see um, uh, Strahd um, at the far end of the room, um, full like vampire collar up. Um, cape out behind him, doing the full fucking Phantom of the Opera routine. And around this massive organ are statues of um, twisted bodies all kind of like reaching out. Uh, it uh, it looks like um, just any single frame of the movie The Immortals um, and or, you know, some fancy church somewhere. Um, but uh, very classical kind of sculpture. Um, and they all seem to have a, a look of, of rapture on their face. And they're kind of grouped above the the organ and then along the sides. Um, uh, not Pete, you're horrified uh, to see um, Isabella uh, sitting uh, sort of uh, in a, a, like, a really non-Isabella dress um, next uh, to this guy. And it's full, like... Um, like the the big fucking collar, lots of ruffles. Uh, it's um, think uh, like very what much would you imagine like a Mina Harker type wearing um, from like Dracula? Right, uh, and it's not her color like at all. It's not her color, and it mm. doesn't look like she can do anything in it. Like it is definitely one of those like, well, breathed in for the corset, and now I get to move three inches for the rest of the day, um, which is not Isabella's jam at the all. Dress is wearing her. Yeah, exactly, um, and. Uh, <laughs> To your horror, um, you can see that um, there's there's red on her lips um, that uh, slowly begins to drip down one side, and uh, she has uh, fresh bite marks on her neck. And she seems to just be kind of tapping her foot along with the uh with the tune as oh, as Strahd just hates national jams um so a uh, a long dining room table has been been laid uh for all of you there there tremendous a tremendous feast has been laid out um and Xanthus kind of leans in and he says 
Um, so I know this is all rather unpleasant and a bit awkward. Uh, I will say the food is excellent. Um, and uh, despite most of the food in this horrific place, uh, none of it's people. So feel free. That's great. I mean, I've had cannibal stew before, but this smells better. All right, let's get into this. Not Pete just kind of like looks, just like <laughs> fucking looks at Reginald. Like, what? It was like, oh, no, we don't have time to get into that right oh, now. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Look at me like that. Like, you've clearly never gone to war with a minotaur detachment. It's that or they eat you. Huh. Judgy, uh, and then he just sits down and eats a giant turkey leg. I feel like there's always a giant turkey leg not. for a man his size. Abstain from the meal. He pats his belly and says, "I'm good. I had bear stew before getting here, so I'm I'm all set." Um, so the the music um, reaches a crescendo, um, and. Um, then just the beat drops and, and Strahd finishes um, and he, he turns uh, on his uh, on his bench um, and he's wearing like uh, the big red stone necklace. Um, he's uh, his, his hair is in a widow's peak. Um, he's wearing like a ruffled shirt uh, under a black tuxedo, big fucking red cape. Um, and uh, he just says, welcome, welcome to Castle Ravenloft. Ah, I'm so glad that all of you could join me today. Just biting down the urge to call him Professor Stereotype. Like, just... <laughs> um, Alan's bite. face is, is also, like, scrunched up and like, well, like this. You hear yeah. a, a noise from the back of the room, um, and uh, Xanthus is just kind of like... <laughs> uh, I... Uh, just like uh, turning on, like uh, the goatee shifts into charming diplomacy mode. Um, <laughs> I kind of like my posture straightens and yet somehow also seems more relaxed. Like it's just, it, it's really, it's an art that uh, not mm-hmm. Pete is practicing now. And he says, thank you so much for the invitation. You have a lovely home. Oh, thank you. It has taken centuries to make correct, but now it is finally perfect. I finally have my <sighs> darling wife here. I like not Pete clocks the sign was like, and uh, turns to Isabella. And it's just like, Isabella, it's wonderful to see you. How how are you? Like just tr- like really trying to assess the situation with Isabella, like noting that you know the fact that she was like tapping her foot along to an Imagine Dragons and the National Mashup, what she's wearing, the fact that she's like with this guy who has a fucking widow's peak and an accent that's just um, can only be described as um, as awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like checking in on her and yeah, so. Um, and uh, she just kind of um, twists her head towards you, opens her mouth and you see fangs um, and blood sort of dripping from her lips. She just says, full. Well, that was to, that was to the point. Okay. Get it. Did oh. Joke. Puns, um, and Strahd goes, oh, yes, puns. Ah, 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 delightful. And, like, um, in the back of my head, I'm just like, Isabella always loved puns, right? <laughs> I assume she would love mine. 
<laughs> Alrighty, so uh oh, he just takes a big mouthful and he's like, So why are we here? Oh god. <laughs> oh my god, is that how you're eating? Like with yeah. your tongue like oh. it's just it's a giant like one fist just bite off, choke down the largest bite he can eat. Because he figures he might have to kill this guy, but he has the military habit of eating whenever he can, so he's just trying to choke down as yep. much food as possible. <laughs> so um Strahd like gestures very grandly and says you have been causing a lot of trouble in my realm. Uh, and then you hear a fucking door slam and it's like a gunshot went off. The entire room rumbles and um, Strahd looks like, he like swoops his cape over his face and he looks in horror to the left. And standing in the doorway is um, the man from the pictures you've seen, um, the man you kind of imagined Strahd to be. Um, So very imperious, um, fucking perfectly coiffed hair, great cheekbones. He's like um, Hawaiian Strahd without the fashion atrocity. Um, And uh, he just kind of raises a hand and he says, your realm? And Strahd's like, ah, you will have to excuse me, I... Had hoped to be here to greet you myself. I see I didn't make it before. Stereotype, Strahd. <laughs> I already wrote it down. You can see yourself out, Stereo, I assume. And Stereotype, Strahd is like, I am gone. And he turns into a bat and flies away. And then um, Isabella just kind of like sighs. Um, and as she stands, not Pete, um, she just kind of looks at you. Um, and she does something weird with her jaw. Can you roll a perception check, please? Yes, absolutely. Uh, six. Um, okay, you're not sure, but you feel like you see her teeth move. Like they might not really be attached. Like my goatee twitches in um, interest, almost mm-hmm. as if my goatee is trying to tell me something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, not now, goatee. <laughs> Um, and then she <laughs> she sweeps away following um, stereotype Strahd. And uh, actual Strahd, Strahd Prime, enters the room and just says, uh, you have my sincerest apologies. I understand we are enemies, but there is really no need for that. I understand also that <sighs> Scuba Strahd uh, interrupted your arrival. I have spent a lifetime trying to make this place austere and magnificent and impressive. And these fucking clowns. Anyway, please be seated, be seated. Enjoy your um, uh, roasted phoenix leg there, uh, good sir. I uh, huh, used to be good for resurrection, now it's just good for noms, am I right? I'm sorry. You're not wrong. And then he just throws the empty leg over his shoulder. Xanthus catches it with a mage hand and just like pockets it. (laughs) (laughs) Throws an empty plate that was full of mashed potatoes that he shammed his face off to the side. And then he'll just take a whole loaf of bread and get it. You got a carb load if you're going to fight. The the plate (laughs) shatters and you see Strahd kind of shuddering. just says, that was part of my new cookware. Easy come, easy go, I suppose. Now, please, sit, sit. Um, And um, uh, a chair just kind of appears behind him. And um, he sits and kind of steeples his fingers and says, So, I understand you killed my Arctic compatriot? Well, it's a a very interesting story. Uh, You see, it's not so much that we killed your Arctic compatriot in so far as he um, got hugged and then blew up. Ah, well. He was killed by a priest who put a bomb inside a dead lady. Oh, was it a Tatiana 
Gollum. It was it was a Tatiana doll. Yeah, oh, it was Tatiana marionette. Yeah. Okay, that is. For what it's so, worth, he was he was into it. I understand. Well, yeah, and the priest of, did not make it. Many of my counterparts have not learned the fine art of moving on, but I see. Have you? Say, Levy. Uh, <laughs> I hear you've remarried. <laughs> I have. Uh, yes, uh, she'll be along shortly, I believe. Uh, and then, like the. Like there's um just a like a massive stained glass thing I didn't mention before that just like shatters and uh, Merle Streep uh, just drifts into the room and um, he nods to Xanthus who sort of quickly does uh, like a Witcher incantation with his hands and the um, stained glass slowly reforms behind her um, and uh, she drifts down and she just says Quinny not Pete oh it's a regular Thief Guild reunion. You come to see my new digs, and she, like, spins on her way down, just full of uh, arrogance and joy. And you can see Strahd is, like, kind of biting his lip. Uh, this is clearly not a not an entrance he, he cares much for. Yeah, Quinny through, like, gritted teeth. I think he also just, like, he has his hand on, like, a knife at the table and just, like, slides it off the table and now has it, like, under. Um, just says, like... See, I'm pretty sure it's well understood in the Thieves' Guild that if you kill an airship full of your fellow guild members, you're not really part of the Thieves' Guild anymore. Thieves' Guild, please. What, you're working for Avalon Riker? No. I'm just saying this isn't a Thieves' Guild reunion. Only two of us are true thieves. You're something else, lady. Well, I mean, I stole uh, Immortal Life and, uh, you know... uh, the chick who stole my awards. So I think I'm doing okay. Um, listen, Strahd, honey, uh, these guys are kind of assholes, as it turns out. Not Pete's okay, but um, this one, and she points at Reginald, she says, oh, fuck, he's only gotten more handsome. This one broke mm-hmm. my heart. Oh, oh, let's be clear. I'm actually, assuming you're talking about butthole, I'm that guy's brother from an alternate dimension. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, I was on a date with you, and then you tried to kill Quinny and fucking got yourself killed. I had to walk myself home, and I was Uh, very disappointed. That was the me of this world. I'm alternate dimension. I didn't do any of this. And none of you are scuba? I assume there's a scuba, I guess, but I haven't met him. He's probably pretty cool. All right, okay. Um, Strahd, uh... I guess this one's fine. Uh, so this one and not Pete can stay. Uh, you should kill the other two. Ah, 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 ah. Merle, Merle, Merle. Come on. And uh, not Pete, like, turns up the charm as far as possible. Let's see if I, I'm going to roll for that. Um, for charisma, I guess. Um, 17 total. So I... Uh, Goatee shifts into pure charming mode. Uh, and just so you know, n- to the naked eye, the goatee looks the same, but there is a subtle difference. In It's hard to put your finger on it, but uh, it's there. And Pete, with like this winning smile, like reaches for a goblet, which he hopes is filled with wine and just holds it a bit languidly and says, now, come on, Merle. I really do so appreciate you inviting all of us, but you did invite all of us. And I'm afraid we can't stay and enjoy the revelry of your company. And of course, good Sir Strahd's, unless our friends remain alive as well, at least for now. Come, come. 
Come, I thought better of you. You can do your better than this, Merle, and you'd know it, don't you, you little bitch of a mix. Do you roll me a persuasion check with advantage? You've you've laid it on pretty thick, and the, the mm-hmm. fucking goatee is in persuasion mode. So like, okay, sure. Who thirty, baby? Holy Ooh. shit! Wow. Um, Merle just looks at you, and she's like, <sighs> "Not Peter." Baelish, you stunning son of a bitch. You're right. Let's have a feast. <laughs> Come on, this um, is fun. And uh, she says, uh, also, I understand that, uh, you know, soon we might be in-laws. Uh, and she don't, um, don't claps chase. her hands and strods begin to enter from all sides of the room. There's scuba strod. Uh, there's... <laughs> Wild West Strahd, uh, who just comes in with like clinking, um, like just with the full like, like the uh, spurs frilled pants and, and the, the spurs, yeah. and he just keeps saying, "Howdy, pilgrim! Howdy, pilgrim!" Um, there's uh, to the other Strahds, yeah, to the other Strahds. Um, Ninja Strahd drops from the ceiling directly into a chair beside Quinny. Um, stereotype Strahd kind of like awkwardly shuffles in, uh, clearly very embarrassed um, uh, about uh, his earlier display. Um, and um, Xanthus kind of looks around and um, he just quickly leans into Alan and he says, this isn't all of them. This is a trap. And then he leans back and he's like, welcome, masters. Masters one and all. I... Um... I want to subtly point towards um, Strahd Prime and whisper a message only he can hear uh, that just says, I'm not sure that Bryn would be too happy if you murdered her sister. Uh, fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> his uh, his eyes narrow slightly and he, he suddenly looks at you with like much more interest. And um, he nods to you and kind of raises a goblet uh, of blood. Um, and um, as he sips it, uh, he sends a message to you saying, ah, yeah, don't bring that up around my queen. Um, things have gotten a bit tense on that front. So if you could keep that under your hat for now. We will find time to talk. And then he winks over his goblet and takes a sip of blood. Mm. Ah, I just nothing sit, quite I just like terrified peasant, folded. am I right? <laughs> uh, so dinner commences. Um, the uh, the table is uh, still laid, um, but uh, a variety of other um, servants uh, enter the room uh, and begin um, pouring blood um, for for everyone. Um, and by that, I mean they come in and they cut themselves and bleed into uh, uh, individual goblets. Oh. Uh, yeah, everyone yeah. but the vampires is pretty grossed out by it, but the vampires think it's pretty dope. Because um, it's freshly squeezed. Yeah, exactly. I would be yeah. fainting so hard. <laughs> Good thing it's not you. It's just Alan. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> what is your play here, guys? Uh, you're stuck at a dinner with Strahd. 
It's like my did with Andre, but with Strahd's. Um, <laughs> so what is obviously um, your goal is to eventually find the heart and the crypt. Um, Alan, mm-hmm. you've actually just managed to get yourself some FaceTime with Stra- Strahd Prime. Um, Hawaiian Strahd is um, sitting... Uh, he can't, he couldn't get a seat next to you. He's uh, too not, slow, he, <laughs> like both in mind and in. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You've got uh, on one side you've got um, Scuba Strahd, and on the other side you've got Cowboy Strahd. Um, <laughs> I'm so delighted uh, by this. Cowboy Strahd just like reeks of barn, and Scuba Strahd reeks of wet rubber, and um, uh, they're both just kind of sitting next to you, and uh, Scuba Strahd is like so. He's speaking through a script, like through a, a snorkel. He's like, snorkel. "So, um, what's uh, what's your world like? Is it underwater?" And they pours um, blood into the top of his snorkel. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it's not. Okay, okay. Well, that's not obvious to me. Hang on, and then he pulls his goggles up. And he's like. And he takes the snorkel out. He's like, oh. like blood um, drips out of the snorkel. Yeah, yeah, clearly, just like all over. But I mean, he's in a wetsuit, so it's going to be fine. Uh, And he's like, I'm sorry. I I mistook your excellent goatee for a underwater breathing apparatus of some sort. Hmm. And then he just immediately loses interest in you. (laughs) He just like looks away, like no longer cares. You're not from scuba. He don't give a shit. Wow. And uh, Cowboy Strahd's like, you'll, uh. Have to excuse my partner over there. He's a bit touchy about those of us who don't come from under the sea. But I mean, isn't that pretty much like everyone? Yeah, here? it is just about everyone here. It's well, uh, just about everyone. Is there someone else who comes from under the sea? Why is it really downwards? Wetter downwards? Better really? I, I mean, look from what I've heard from him. No, it is neither of those things. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Uh, yeah, he has a couple of the peasants go swim around the lake so that they'll taste a little bit more like what he's used to from back home. But otherwise, no. Uh, Turns out his Tatiana, half fish. Huh. Like a mermaid? Like yeah, a little mermaid. Like which half is the fish? Oh, like the bottom half. It, it oh. was really more of a, an attraction to her brain kind of situation. There there could be no procreation. Then again, he's dead. So, you know, what you're going to do? Yeah, no, fair enough. That's very true. So tell me about... Um, your world, is it as full of colonialism as I imagine it is? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really uh, one of those sanitized Wild West worlds where it's just a bunch of cowboys living in a desert. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I can understand how that could turn real bleak real fast. Like a, so this West world of yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, no, not 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 a party all the time. Hmm? No, it's going to make sense for about one season, and right. then just kind of be entertaining nonsense for two. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess uh, you're probably glad you've changed locations. And I kind of um, not Pete. Uh, like it, it, this is interesting. I like. I'm intrigued by the concept of this world that he comes from. Not sure if I'd want to stay for as long as it's that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fun to like pass it. through casually. Yeah, and I look over at um, at Hawaiian Strahd, uh, trying to figure out like if I can get some like alone time with him um, for a couple reasons. One, obviously, to search the castle, but two, I don't know, man. Like, I came here for like I got this extra invitation. I assume uh, I'm gonna get uh, something a little bit extra. 
Um, yeah, he's constantly trying to catch your eye and also like glaring at Cowboy Strahd um, and just like adjusting his me. lay angrily. Yeah. And I kind of, so Cowboy, like, he's, he's a nice guy, but I, like, look at Hawaiian Strahd, and I'm just, like, I, like, gesture to the uh, Cowboy Strahd next to me when he doesn't see it, just kind of, like, the look, like, pointed him with my thumb, I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, nah, nah, and I'm like, you, ah, and like. Uh, and the of. table bounces where he clearly, like, starts, uh, and, like, his knee hits the bottom of the table, and you just seem kind of, like, grab his knee and, and wince a bit, um, <laughs> and then kind of, like, look at everyone else and, and nod. Uh, it's like, a full Kramer moment of just like bash himself and just being like, oh yeah, 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 no, I don't know what that was. That was terrible. <laughs> and I find this so, so charming and I hate it so much. Um, and then I kind of like, as I, is in my cup, is it wine in the, in my cup or? Um, yeah, sure. Great. I think okay. it's, there's like, there's water, there's wine. Um, they, they've kind of set up everything they thought people could want. There's like flagons of mead and like, there's freshly squeezed juice. Like they've really, particularly this wine straws here. He wanted to make sure there was freshly squeezed papaya juice. So like it's there. <laughs> oh shit. I'm totally getting some papaya juice. Okay. Like many me? peasants died to get this papaya. Many this people. Is blood papaya. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, in terms of its origin, uh, it is yeah. single origin blood papaya, but it is still blood papaya. Right. Um, okay. So uh, taking some, and it's like the most delicious papaya juice I've ever had in my life. Uh, you can really taste the sacrifice. Um, and I kind of like uh, making eye contact with uh, Hawaiian Strata, kind of, you know, uh, kind of not over to like where the um, hallway is. And then um, I stand up and I, I say to, um, I can't remember his name, so I just call him Xanax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, Xanax, um, and, oh, oh, and which way are the um, restrooms? Ah. Oh. Uh, he nods. He says they are unused by by most. Um, so, not what I asked. congrats. Uh, they are um, that way. Uh, so, he says do keep an eye on the gargoyles, though. Uh, okay. So I kind of uh, I, I get up, you know, like fold my napkin. Um, uh, my goatee self cleaning, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> And, it uh, folds in on itself and comes back <laughs> out to clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not disturbing somehow. So as I get up, I like make eye contact with um, Hawaiian Strand. I just kind of like nod again and then like make my way like I mosey on to the hallway where the washrooms are. Uh, and pretty much as soon as you leave, um, Hawaiian Strand just stands up and says, I must check on my pig roast. And then he kind of <laughs> looks around and um, just like marches off. Um, and, uh, as you look back, you, you see him like marching a different direction, but kind of nodding at you. You also realize he's in, um, khaki shorts now. Um, and, uh, you hear the, the flippity flop of his flip flops as he, uh, just goes, goes in search of you. Um, all right. So not Pete has left, uh, Reginald, what is your plan at this dinner? Uh, two parts. Uh, he would see not Pete. It's not subtle. Like, it's a lot of across the table. And Luau gave it away. I think not Pete could cover something up no problem. Luau's oh, a dreamer. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Hawaiian, yeah. <laughs> Hawaiian Strahd is not a subtle Strahd, as his so name suggests. Seeing that, and knowing Quinny is an asshole who can't keep a secret, there's no point in conspiring. So I think he'd be doing two things. One, he'd be looking around and trying to watch all the Strahds interact, because somewhere there is a coward or a traitor Strahd. Right. And he knows deep in his heart, that's the hymn of Strahd's. And if he can find that person, they'll probably help him because he's less scary than Strahd. Uh, and his other plan 
is just to wait and see if everyone gets corrupted. Because if they all just join the vampires, he could decide to do it or he could leave. Right. Can you roll me a perception <laughs> check, please? Oh, he can leave. So easy. Yeah. That is an yeah. 18 on perception. Oh. Why do we think of just leaving? <laughs> Stupid. Um, so, so Stupid. simple and easy. <laughs> so, um, Reginald, um, I've got good news and bad news for you. The good news is you have determined uh, there are, are two possible coward strods. Mm. Um, stereotype strod seems pretty committed to the cause, but in a really surface way. Yeah. Uh, he's trying very hard. Um, however, you also noticed uh, that um, Hawaiian strad um, had a couple sips off of like a peasant's hand. Uh, but didn't get the peasant to cut their hand open uh, and bleed into a goblet. So there's already something a little bit different there. Um, that's what you've got. Interesting. All right, he's going to file that away. He's very into the idea of Luau Strad because there are ways to play this out that he's into. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because technically... You don't want to leave a power vacuum in an evil castle. So clearly we need probably one Strahd, and Luau is an idiot. Most importantly, if you marry a Strahd, you become a Strahd. And I feel like not Pete would make a pretty decent ruler to take the name and rule the Strahd and then make sure the Vistani are okay and no longer be aggressive. So not Pete might be the solution here. Uh, with that, Reginald uh, Tingler decides to undertake his most dangerous mission of all, being a matchmaker. <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary, and skipping through the orchestra pit part one by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dum and dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Night has fallen. The moon is full. And we're inviting you to listen to Canada by Night, a podcast where professional improvisers play Vampire the Masquerade. 
Detective-turned-vampire Everett Fry accidentally becomes the sheriff of New Haven, an experimental town where they're testing if vampires and humans can coexist. Stuck leading a ragtag group of officers, the Bruja bounty hunter Val, the gangrel news reporter Evangeline, and the Tremere blood witch Doris, can Everett keep the town running? Or will everyone end up liquidated by the Vampire Council of Canada? Trending on global fiction charts and produced by Dum Dums and Dice, whose podcast Dum Dums and Dragons ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America. Listen now to find out why Canada by Night has been downloaded more than a half a million times. Canada by Night, its interview with the vampire, if it had all the characters from Parks and Rec in it. <laughs>